You're listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, episode 20. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, this is Jen. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I'm excited to have you here. I wanted to share with you that I've decided to do something new on this show. So what I'm doing is quarterly, I'm going to be bringing experts in different areas of finance that I'm not well versed in. And trust me, there's plenty of material and there is just absolutely no way that I'm going to just cover it by myself. Uh, That's why I'm bringing experts uh, to talk about this uh, with me. And to kick off the expert highlight, today I wanted to bring out a CPA, a certified public accountant, so we can talk all things taxes. Let's face it, it's nearing the end of the year, and before you know it, tax season will be upon us. And which is why I wanted to bring this to you way before the, the end of the year, not just to have to have the info before you need it, but also encouragement to make sure that you don't leave taxes for the last minute. Because I know personal experience I've had in the past, I'm getting better. I'm, you know, slowly sure, by surely I'm getting better on not leaving things so last minute. Um, but I'm still work on it, working on this. It's definitely a work in progress. So I asked Amy Northar to join me today and you are definitely in for a treat. Let me tell you about Amy real quick. So Amy is a certified public accountant from Indiana. She works with creative entrepreneurs to make taxes and bookkeeping less scary so they can focus on the part of the business they love, the creative part, right? She previously sp- uh, worked at a stuffy CPA firm and couldn't see herself working there forever. So therefore, she created a job that she loves. So let's go ahead and meet Amy now. Welcome, Amy, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I have to tell you, we recently connected, Amy and I, in an online Facebook group, and I just really got a great, great vibe, vibe from her. So I've been looking for an accountant to have on here because what I want to do is start have feature some experts, uh, money experts in areas that I don't cover. So uh, despite her going to a rival school, I asked her to be on because I am a Boilermaker. If you didn't know, I'm a Boilermaker. I went to Purdue University and she went to, oh, this is hard for me to say. She went to <laughs> IU, to Indiana University, and we are big rival schools. But besides oh, yeah. that, I still wanted to have her on, you know. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you here and I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge. I wanted to make sure we have this conversation before tax season because sometimes what happens, especially, you know, October, November, December, it gets so crazy busy with the holidays 
And then January rolls around, and all of a sudden we're nearing tax season, and it just hits us. So I wanted to make sure that we had this conversation before it. So whether, because I know whether you're a business owner or a non-business owner, it can be scary. So it's good to be in the know. I say it's good, and uh, it's good to be in the know enough to be dangerous. While at the same time, just leaving the expertise to people such as Amy and those in the field. So, Amy, I know we know your professional, the professional side of you, but I'm curious about your niche. Why did you choose to work with creative entrepreneurs? I chose to work with creative entrepreneurs because I came from working at a CPA firm where um, the clients were nice, but they weren't very, it wasn't, they didn't work in fields that I was interested in. So it's hard to stay engaged with your job every day when you're not super interested in um, those types of fields. So I, I would read blogs in my free time and um, even set up a little Etsy shop um, just okay. to kind of jog my creative side. And I just uh, love that world. So that's why I chose to work with creatives. Okay. In what area? Because you mentioned an Etsy shop. So what kind of uh, crafty things or do you do or you like to do? Um, well, that one, so that was, I opened that shop a long time ago, but it, um, so I only, I only sold one thing out of it, but it was, um, I knitted these felted um, little like pencil okay. purses. Um, so I've always loved knitting ever since I was um, in high school and still do it as a way to relax now. Right. I hear you. I hear you. And how did accounting, tell me where did your love for accounting come in? Where did that start? um, Well, my dad recommended that I take it in high school. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'll take (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, It's not, I would rather been in like art class, but I did that as an elective. And um, I think the teacher is what really made it. For me, um, I had two really awesome teachers in high school that taught accounting and made it click for me. So when I was deciding what I wanted to do in college, it just seemed like the natural choice. Right. Okay. That's not, that's perfect. Now, we, of course, we know about you, the accountant. We know you have a creative side, but I want to know more about you. I, I understand you're married and you're recently married, right? Yeah, we just last week celebrated our one-year anniversary. Wow, congratulations. So tell me a little bit more about the outside. You know, you're you're a wife, uh, one year now, and tell me more about your personal side, whatever you want to share, obviously. Oh, sure. (laughs) Um, Well, I we can kind of talk a little bit um, about how I grew up around money. Um, sure. Yeah, that was my next question, so perfect. Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll combine (laughs) that then. So my dad has always been like a coupon clipper. Every Sunday, he takes the coupons down to the basement and cuts them up and has done it for as long as I can remember. And um, so um, I've grown up with him doing that and investing and um, being really aware of um, planning for the future and all of that. Um, I have, when I got married last year... um, that was a fun experience because um, I kind of wanted to keep all of my money separated and mm. we decided to um, 
since we were working towards the same goal, we merged our bank accounts. Um, and that's been going really well. Um, besides um, being a wife and a daughter, um, I like to do crafty things around the house and um, check out other small businesses that are local okay. and um, meet with uh, small business owners who, like, I, I love going to the farmer's market, I guess, could boil that down. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, and would you say uh, that you're a saver or a spender? I would say that I am transitioning into being a saver. Okay. Um, all through high school, when I could drive, all I wanted to do was go out and spend my money. Um, that was like my my activity of choice. And <laughs> <laughs> since getting married, um, my husband pointed out that I that I was spending a lot of money um, on things that didn't necessarily need. Okay. So. Um, I've been, since we actually even started dating a few years ago, I've been transitioning into um, being smarter with my purchases and not using shopping as my recreation. Gotcha. So is he uh, the saver? Because it usually tends to be in, in a relationship, one's the saver, usually, oh, yeah. as the uh, spender. So he's, you would he's, say a he's a hardcore a, saver. He's a he, hardcore saver. I have to, like... I have to drag him to the store if his shoes are falling apart so that he'll get new ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And what would you say is your proudest money moment? I would say probably when I paid off my student loans okay. this year. Um, it was earlier in the oh, year. Congrats. Thank you. Um, I paid for a lot of college um, with savings and paid as I go as I worked through Good college, but, um, still had a big chunk of student loans that were hard to get away from. So, um, instead of going on the vacations that we wanted to, um, we did smaller vacations and uh -huh. car trips and stuff like that. And really focused on putting all of our extra money into paying off those loans. Okay, perfect. And so, because I was going to ask, well, how did you do it? So basically, you still took vacations, so you were able to still enjoy life and enjoy some time uh, away from home, uh, but you just did it on road trips, and you just spent less. You decided to just spend less on the vacations and using that amount of money or the extra money for uh, your debt, and that's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. And who would you say influenced you the most in the area of money? Um, I would say starting out, probably my dad, um, okay. just because, um, like I mentioned, he's always been the coupon clipper and <laughs> always talked about um, the importance of investing. Okay. And um, even if it's just putting money away into a 401k, um, he's always been um, really adamant that to make that an important thing. Right. Perfect. So you ready, Amy? Let's go ahead and talk taxes. Oh, yay. <laughs> awesome. So I know you and I know taxes are essentially 
the biggest bill that you can have. So uh, we have a mix of listeners. Some are business owners and some are non-business owners. So I want to make sure we cover taxes. So let's talk about personal taxes first. So we'll just go a little bit back, uh, a little bit to the basics. So tell me why you think we should pay more attention and be more in the know with our taxes. Why is that so important? I think it's really important because um, if you're not, if you're not aware of what's going on in your return and you just hand over your documents to your accountant or plug the numbers into an online program and just pay what it says to pay, um, you could be missing out on tax deductions or credits um, and be way overpaying. So it's really important to, even though those forms look really overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, spend a little bit of time looking into what the lines mean, where you have numbers showing up, and make sure that um, you're getting all of the deductions and credits that are available to you. Awesome. And yes, the keyword saving more money, because as we as I said, it's it can be your biggest tax, uh, your biggest bill. Oh yeah. And and to just piggyback on right that, what are there any? Of course, for more complex tax returns, but maybe someone that has a simple tax return, are there any sites that you recommend to do them? I, I know there's the H and R Block and all that, but are there any specific sites that you like? Um, I haven't used any myself, but okay. uh, the majority of clients that um, come to work with me have used like TurboTax, and I mm-hmm. think that's totally fine um, as long as when you look at the end result, you can analyze it and um, be knowledgeable about it, not just taking, taking word for word that, yeah, that yeah. they're working correctly. That makes sense. And what would you say is the best piece of advice that you can give to anyone just to make it less stressful and overwhelming? I would say to um, first start out by just creating a folder and maybe keep it in your kitchen or keep it in your office. And every time you get a tax document, stick it in there. Mm -hmm. And um, when it's time to do your taxes or meet with your accountant, all you have to do is pull that uh, folder out and it has mm-hmm. all of your documents right there. Perfect. I like that. Cause that is something I, I did for a long time. I didn't do it. And then I'd be searching and searching all over uh-huh. oh my goodness. and, uh, and now what I do is, um, just so I'm just to save on paper, I just scan it and I have mm-hmm. a folder on my computer where I have all those documents and sub documents. I I'm so, um, <laughs> <laughs> a little, and all that. Well, you know, I, I just kind of separate it for what it is, especially with uh, with business and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of people think they have to keep the paper copies of everything. But mm-hmm. um, the IRS is totally fine with uh, having copies of receipts or the tax documents as um, digital images, as long as you're able to, to track them down when you need them. Right, right. And, th- and that brings up a point because I... And obviously, you'd be able to answer this, but for a while, there was a uh, misconception or a confusion from just hearing people talk, not everybody, but just from the people that I've heard talk that as long as you just knew what you uh, spent, like, for example, if for business, uh, you went uh, on a business meeting to lunch, uh, as long as you kept 
track of the amount, but you actually need, they want the actual receipt, whether the image or the actual receipt, correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. They I just want, want that. And just a bank statement won't be good enough. That's they want to have yeah. that detail. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. I meant to say that. So I wanted to make sure that that was out there just in case. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would you say is the biggest mistake people uh, make with their taxes? I would say the biggest mistake is that um, I see a lot of people put taxes off until the very last second mm-hmm. because I think they're afraid of what... Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. They might possibly owe or they think that they have a refund and it's not urgent to get it done. But Mm -hmm. I think as long as you have the documents all um, collected and ready, um, don't wait until the last minute because that just adds a whole nother level of stress to the Absolutely. already possibly situation, stressful situation. Absolutely. I like that. And for 2015, what would you say are some hot tips to save money? Because of course, every year there's something new <laughs> or they've uh-huh. changed the law or whatever the case may be, which is also why you need to be in the know, I think. <laughs> but uh, so tell us about what would you say are some of the hot tips for 2015? I would say the biggest one is going to be with the healthcare. Okay. Um, so if you um, take the healthcare premium, which is basically the government giving you some money to help pay for health insurance, um, the way they do that is they ask how much money you expect to make throughout the year. And they calculate it, calculate that money that they're going to give you based on how much money you make. But the problem is if you end up making more money than that, mm-hmm. then they have essentially overpaid you that uh, mm-hmm. money. And then you ha- you could possibly have a big chunk to pay back on your taxes. So my tip here is um, if it looks like your income's going to be a lot higher than what you reported when you were signing up for these credits, mm-hmm. make sure that you contact the insurance company and have that updated so that those premium credits are adjusted. That is definitely a good tip. So thank you for that. So now let's talk more on the business side of things. And so for you business owners, this obviously what she talked about now applies, but let's talk more about business tax taxes. With owning your own business, what's the best way to save for taxes? I think the best way is to create a completely separate account for your taxes for the money that you're going to pay in. Mm-hmm. And just um, whether you put in 30% or um, less, um, transfer that money out of your operating checking account and mm-hmm. move that chunk out of sight, out of mind so that you don't think that that's available for spending. Yay, I'm doing something right. I've been doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, and I would, I would add to that is, of course, you said 30% or 20%. But I would add just um, on a monthly basis. So that way, you are not chunking it in, in huge chunks, but just try to see if what you can do on a monthly basis. So it's just a little bit so it doesn't impact uh, hugely your cash flow. Mm-hmm. That's what 
I don't know what you think, but no, I like to take things. That's awesome. It's less painful. <laughs> yes. So I like to make it little, little steps like that. And what would you say are the biggest, uh, what is the b- absolute biggest mistake that you see business owners making? I think the biggest mistake kind of goes back to those receipts. So um, a lot of people think that using just the bank statement is going to be mm-hmm. enough information. And so they lose receipts on accident and gets lost in your purse or you accidentally throw it away. Um, but it's really important to have those because if you are t- to ever get audited, the IRS is going to ask for uh, documentation of all of the expenses. And if you don't have that, they'll basically add those amounts back in and you could have to pay taxes and penalties. Right. Now, okay, so let's say you have the receipt and it's X amount of money. So you would need the receipt. You would have to put, uh, of course, uh, on your own documents, so how much it was, what it was for. And if you were meeting a person, would you would you recommend including who you're meeting with? Is that something yeah. that they like to know? Yeah. So if, you're, um, if your receipts are for business meals or business entertainment, mm-hmm. or even if you're recording your business miles, you want to make a quick note of who you're meeting with and why so that yep. um, you can prove to the IRS that these weren't just fun little meetings with your girlfriend and um, you actually had a reason. Right. Perfect. Yay. Another thing I'm doing right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> As I'm going, I'm checking off. Okay. Yes. I'm doing this. Yes. I'm doing this. Uh, it, so if a business owner has put off looking at numbers, what's the best way to get back on track? I would say that uh, the best way is to make yourself a checklist. So um, break it down into pieces. The first piece is going to be um, start with each month and go through and uh, print off all the statements for that month and go through and um, categorize or do your bookkeeping Mm -hmm. based on each statement. And then when you pull out the receipts, you don't really need to go through them, only just if you have questions, then you can pull them out. But I think sometimes that paper overwhelms people. So don't worry about digging into that stuff. Um, unless you have a question or need clarification on what an expense was. Okay. And just move through the months. So if you have questions, um, highlight those. You could save them all and talk to an accountant. Um, Otherwise, um, just take it month by month. Okay, perfect. And what would you say is your number one tip for business owners or for new business owners who want to start managing their business finances? I would say my number one tip is to go ahead and go to the bank and get a separate bank account for your business. Um, It's really, really easy just to think of it kind of like a hobby as you're starting out or um, not want to mess with getting a separate bank account. But if you're a sole proprietor, you can even just go to the bank and get a new personal checking account and only use it for business purposes. Um, so it's super easy. Perfect. And so when, so let's talk about personal, because of course you just mentioned separate your business account, right? Mm -hmm. And 
let's talk about personal uh, a personal checking account for use for that purpose versus a business checking account. So at what point do you transition for those wanting to know? Um, you'll definitely need to transition if you move into a business entity that's not a sole proprietor. So okay. an LLC, an S corporation, um, even a partnership, you'll need to make sure that you're treating your business money separate from your personal money. Okay. So a, a, a business that has the entity of LLC or non-sole proprietor, I never get that word, proprietorship <laughs> would need a business account, correct? Yeah. And um, a lot of them will waive the fee for it uh, okay. if you keep a certain amount in there. Um, and then another thing to think about when opening that is if you plan to use an online bookkeeping program like QuickBooks Online or Wave, just make sure that your bank is large enough that it will it connect with these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a great tip. That is a great tip. Well, that those are that's some awesome knowledge and great tips, Amy. I appreciate that. Do, is there anything else that you feel that you want to add uh, to the conversation? Um, the only other thing, um, which I just mentioned, was those cloud accounting programs. Okay. Uh, they're really awesome because they take away a lot of the manual work of you having to input everything into a spreadsheet. And uh, the way they work is they connect with your bank account or your PayPal account. And then they pull those transactions in to their program. And then you just assign them a category. So it's pretty easy. Okay. And is there one that you really love or recommend? Um, I really love Wave. Okay. Um, there's a there's a couple that I really like, but Wave is free, and I think it's really good for people starting out because you don't have an investment. You can check it out, make sure that your bank connects with it, and um, as long as you do their uh, little intro, uh, mm-hmm. they have some. Uh, webinars and um, online videos you can watch, then um, it's pretty easy to get up and running with it. Okay. And I'll put that a link to that in the show notes. So WAVE, W-A-V-E. I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, perfect. I'll be sure to include a link to that in the show notes. So I appreciate that, Amy. And let's wrap it up with just some fun questions. You game? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So what is your favorite money quote? Um, it probably comes from my dad and he always told me to make your money work for you. Don't work for your money. So that's his like end game is perfect. Having money work for you. And I agree. I couldn't (laughs) agree more. And what would you say is your best money memory? Uh, probably buying my own car after college. I, my dad had always um, helped me out with that during school. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that I could go out and do it myself and buy it all with my money. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I did that in college or yeah, right after I graduated from college. It's, it's one that sticks to me as well. You can feel Mm -hmm. proud of it. Like I did that. (laughs) Yep. And what is your favorite money book? Um, So I have two. Mm -hmm. One for the personal finances is I Will Teach You to Be Rich by mm-hmm. Ramit Sethi. And then the business book that I just almost finished reading is called Profit First by 
Mike Michalowicz, and it, they're both really awesome. Okay, I have heard of the pro- I haven't read it, but um, I read the other one. Awesome. And also be in case you are interested, I'll make sure to include that in the show notes as well. So to finish up, Amy, how would you finish this sentence? As you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish her money matters because... Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, Her money matters because she worked hard for it. (laughs) Perfect. And all answers are good answers. So thank you so much for being here, Amy. Tell us where's the best place for people to find you and learn more about you. Uh, You can find me at amynorthardcpa.com. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks again, uh, Amy, for being here. I hope to have you on the show again. If you enjoy this and if you have some pressing questions in the show notes, in the comment section, uh, be sure just to ask some questions that maybe in the future you would like uh, to be answered by Amy, and we'll be sure to uh, get that set up. So Amy, thanks again uh, for being here. I enjoyed this and uh, we will talk soon. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Regardless of where Amy went to school, she was still awesome. Maybe it would have been better if she was a boilermaker, but that's okay. I won't hold it against her. In all seriousness, I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. And just real quick, I want to thank the ladies that have signed up for the Fresh Look session. I am so excited to serve you. If you've missed it, I'll be doing something like this again. I don't know when. So just keep your eyes peeled and your ears listening. Uh, And just make sure you're on my email list. If you don't know how to get on there, just go to my site uh, website and you will find various ways to do so. And if you want to know what in the world I'm talking about, if you're the, if you if you uh, missed that episode, that was episode 18 where I talked about the fresh look session. So moving on, I don't want the money conversation around taxes to stop here. If there are any questions for Amy, feel free to post them in the comments section of the show notes. And also, if there's another expert that you want me to have on, let me know. Uh, The next expert highlight will be a certified financial planner. And so definitely look for that in the next quarter. Now, one takeaway from my chat with Amy was how she saw that people love taxes to the last minute. I've been guilty of that. And maybe it's because of fear of what they could owe or it not being urgent because they feel that they would get a refund. Those were some of the reasons she mentioned that she thought were the case. But whatever the case it is, it's definitely to be, have a good habit of just starting to get things together earlier, early. And her suggestion of the folder was great. Having said that, if you combine that with keeping up with your personal finances, that is a winning combo. And if you just are in a place that you just don't know where to start with with your personal finance journey, uh, because you're just feeling overwhelmed, my jumpstart your mini guide 
jump actually jumpstart your money <laughs> mini guide. Maybe I should have named that a little shorter so I don't stumble on the words. Anyways, that mini guide is just really a good place to start for this. I don't charge for this. It's something my gift to you. And it's easy to get. And just all you have to do is just text the word mini guide to 33444. So that's texting the word mini guide to 33444. Of course, definitely don't do this when you're driving. Please, for sure, don't text and drive. And what it will happen is it will ask you for an email via text. So once you text mini guide, it'll say, please, um, Give me your email so I can send you the mini, uh, the mini guide. And once you enter that email, uh, the mini guide, no, <laughs> once you enter the, I am having problems speaking today. Once you enter the email, the mini guide won't be hitting your email inbox. And it's easy as that. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Amy for joining me and for being uh, just awesome, an awesome guest for sharing her tips, her expertise in the area of taxes. And plus, she shared a little tidbit about her, which was awesome. Just uh, if you want to check the show notes, be sure to go to uh, jenhemphill.com forward slash 20. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 20. Thanks again for joining me and we'll talk again next Thursday. <music>